back to another episode of the Catholic Buzz Podcast. We're so uh, happy that you're joining us again as we continue to talk about all things uh, Catholic. My name is Father Daniele, and I'm joined, as always, by Josh Sullivan over here. Josh, uh, what's uh, what's up today? Feeling weird? All right, we're going to go over here, Matt Van Milligan. How are you, Matt? I'm doing well. Matt, yeah. what is your favorite scary movie? My favorite scary movie is probably The Village. Um, the Village? Ooh, but it's M. Night Shyamalan. Yes, it's not a scary movie, though. It was right. built as a scary movie. <laughs> And it's, it's, you know, I don't actually like scary movies, but I love it because it's actually... Well, there's a conclusion at the end. It's a thought experiment. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you killed me. Yeah. <laughs> just staring at <laughs> Yeah, just staring out in the camera. For those of you just listening, they're probably wondering, why did Josh not say anything? Yeah, oh, that's right. I you forgot know? we had listeners. We had listeners, too. I was staring at the camera. You just stared at the camera because... Creepily. What is your favorite scary movie? Ooh, I don't know. I got I got a lot of them. Yeah. Um, I can't... I, I don't know if I could actually... Name one off the top of my head. Yeah. The village is a good one. I like. Village, the village. is a good one. Yeah. It's creepy. It is creepy. It's one. creepy, but it was. I'm not gonna ruin the horror, ending. But if you haven't seen film, it at yeah. home, but yeah. yeah, it's the ending upset me a bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit, a little disturbing. Yeah. yeah. Um, my favorite movie, my favorite scary movie. Well, I do have a couple like you, but one that stands out for me, not very popular one, I don't think. It, I think it's from the early '80s, and it's a movie called The People Under the Stairs. Never seen it. Oh, Never heard it. it is it is, good? Yeah, it's freaky. Yeah. yeah. I see. I like to watch sometimes the older scary movies yes. uh, at, at, and laugh at them. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I go through with actually and eat, eat popcorn and chips and just make comments through the whole thing and have fun. <laughs> just uh, so you, that you're not terrified. 100%. Right? You if talk you, through the movie so you don't <laughs> scream. <laughs> That's what's part of it. Exactly. Actually, and if you, if you ever wanted a trick to get through scary movies, just mute it. So we, we learned that early on because the actual sound is meant to, you know, heighten your exactly. senses and scary. A little scary movie. Maybe mute. we could should put some scary movie right now over my voice. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> so today, on. if people might just think we've gone crazy, but actually uh, we're talking about something that's always striking curiosity in the minds and uh, hearts of Catholics and non-Catholics alike, and that's exorcisms. It's, it's probably... One of the most uh, asked questions I get wherever I go, like if I'm if I'm visiting a classroom or uh, if I'm having conversation with people at, at their home, yeah. it's like, have you ever done an exorcism? <laughs> or you know, what's the deal with uh, with exorcisms? Like, what what are they like? And so we're gonna talk about exorcisms today, and and try and do our best uh, to just explain uh, why the church has this type of uh, prayer. I think I think it's really actually it's interesting that you get asked that, and part of the reason I think you might get asked that more often, and I'm just kind of spitballing here off the top of my head. Yeah. But one of the places where you might see priests more in uh, mainstream media, more than anyone else, like at one time when uh, like uh, Bing Crosby or whoever you know, like uh, used to be that that you'd see them like sisters and priests all over the place. You know, it was just yeah. a part of the, part of the, but. Um, Nowadays, like it's in scary movies, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's it's actually that's where a priest is actually situated is to be the exorcist in a scary that's movie right. of some sorts or you know whatever. Yeah, that's right. They always have the priest come in and bless the house that has some creaks and weird stuff happening, yeah. or or like the famous exorcism. You know, I, one of my favorite movies, you know, is the exorcism of Emily Rose. You yeah, see it, and and based on some true stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's just kind of scary. Exorcism of Emily Rose. So you know, and people might people not might not like the fact that we're <laughs> we're suggesting all these uh, uh, scary horror movies. films, but <laughs> the exorcism of Emily Rose actually was 
was enjoyable because you saw like the exorcism part of it, but also like there was a legal case behind is the church liable for performing this ritual on this young person. It was really interesting because now in the court you had the church versus the law. So it was, uh, it was interesting, but okay. So exorcism. So obviously people, I think generally know what they are. I mean, if we were going to generally say what an exorcism was, it, it's, it's, uh, a uh, prayer to sort of re- remove, uh, cast out, is probably the right word, yeah. uh, d- demons, yeah. right? So there's demonic possession, mm-hmm. people who are possessed uh, by demons, by the devil, and the church has an answer to it. And very scriptural, eh, Matt? Yeah. Yeah, Jesus himself. Yeah, and that, that, uh, people often either downplay or forget the fact that that's one of the main things Jesus did. Yeah. Like he he healed people, he drove out demons, he yeah. fed the poor, and he worked a number of miracles. But like a lot of people remember the miracles, remember the feeding the poor. Yeah, but not um, so much. Not necessarily the the driving out demons. It's so yeah. true. It, it, almost in every gospel uh, passage that we read, you know, it's always there. Cast out. He mm-hmm. cast out demons. He went to this town. He cast out demons. We know? were talking about just a little bit before the show too, but but that he actually also granted his apostles that power to sure. go cast out demons. And then we see it in the Acts of the Apostles, and we see it in like using Jesus's name and and how to like. So this is like this is actually a really big part of potentially what's what's going on there. Huge part, and I I think maybe today, maybe because of the of the Hollywood movies we we uh, have seen or. Maybe maybe it's not taken as seriously as, as what it is. I think we don't believe that a lot of times uh, mm. people in general just don't believe that mm. the devil's real right. or that like like that, that heaven's a place, but there's not really a hell. Exactly. Uh, you know what I mean? Or that God's yeah. there, but there's not really this anti-God, like this anti, uh, well, the guy who's not, you know, the devil's not real. Right. And that's kind of one of those things that we, we've convinced, you know, one of the great, the devil's greatest achievements is convincing the world he doesn't exist. Exactly. So if, we, if he doesn't exist, then there can be no such thing as possessions. So this right. is just a story elaborate to scare people into believing in about Jesus. And that's one of the greatest lies of, of, of Satan is, yeah. is to make us believe that he doesn't exist, right? Um, okay, now here is something that maybe people didn't know is that uh, myself and you too, Matt, and Josh, we've all had an exorcism. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we've all had oh, an exorcism. Know, I've never thought about that before, yeah. but I yeah. think I know where you're going. There you go. <laughs> we and, and, and it wasn't because we were possessed by demons well, I, I had two Although, <laughs> no i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> yeah. but yeah yeah uh, but there are two kinds of uh exorcisms okay and what there's minor forms of exorcisms mm-hmm. and then there's a major form of exorcism so the major form of exorcism is like when you see in the movies like the priest comes with his crucifix and holy water speaking in latin and, he's, and there's got his book there so yeah. we'll talk about that in a second but I want to talk about minor forms of exorcism because everyone who was baptized has received an exorcism. It's right in the ritual of baptism. It's a prayer of exorcism. We pray that uh, the Lord will cast out and protect this person uh, from all evil. And it's right there. So if you are baptized, uh, people that stay at home, uh, you have received an exorcism. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, and Josh has received two. So (laughs) we'll we'll figure that out. Also, though... um, for people in the RCIA program, you know, there's there's also prayers of exorcism yeah. for them. Uh, also in the RCIC, like uh, the ritual. ritual for children, right? The rite of Christian initiation for children. And then as a part of the forms of, of exorcism, so in baptism, there's that prayer of exorcism. But also there's 
minor forms of uh, exorcism that include uh, prayers of deliverance, mm-hmm. right? And what prayers of deliverance are, are delivering from evil, like it's yeah. right in the, the Lord's Prayer, right? So you would see um, a priest or a, uh, a spiritual director of some sort to pray these prayers of deliverance over someone. I know um, that uh, there's this uh, prayer ministry, Unbound, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's uh, popular. And they really sit with people to sort of uh, pull, pull out of people what, what their uh, difficulties and struggles were, things that have left an impression on them, things that have maybe left them in a dark space. And then there's prayers of deliverance, asking mm-hmm. the Lord to really cast out these demons, uh, these, these um, not demons, yeah. uh, what? powers of evil, I yeah, guess, and influence of evil, I yeah, should say. That, yes. that, that's a really interesting way of putting it, yeah. because if, if we're drawing this distinction between kind of major and minor exorcisms, that yeah. like you would say kind of categorically the dividing line is that like the major... The major exorcisms would be dealing with demonic possession, but like the minor would probably be dealing with um, demonic influence. Yes. That it's, um, ah, and we spoke yeah. in, I think, a previous episode about just kind of uh, when we were talking about angels, that like the, the idea that angels are their own species, that yeah. angel, like we think about kind of distinct personalities, but actually like that um, um, angels and depending on the the classification of angels are, you know, specific virtues or specific. So, you know, if, if, if we're referring to, you know, demons as fallen angels, you could, you would have kind of the, the negative version of that. So just yeah. like you have, uh, you know, a spirit of despair, a spirit That's of right. hopelessness, a spirit of faithlessness. So like this program is actually very, very good at kind of um, targeting those really specific areas and the, in, the, the experiences in our lives that have, you know, um, allowed those spirits those to get a foothold or to influence us yeah. in you know a, a, in a lot of cases a very debilitating way yeah. so those specific prayers of uh, those targeted prayers of deliverance asking for deliverance from a specific um, spirit I think is, is a really good example of these kind exactly of these, uh, what I what I learned from the unbound uh, program as you know the the few times that I was in some uh, over COVID taking some online courses with them right um, was that the influence of that, uh, of something in their life, the power it had, like the grasp it had over someone, right? That really debilitated someone from living freely. Like they really chained, they were chained to something from their past, from a from an influence they had, right? So this pr- these prayers of deliverance really uh, help to free the person from those yeah. chains. So what would you say? So let's just say someone's listening right now, they're like, mm-hmm. man, that kind of sounds like me. Yeah. What would you suggest? Well, first, I would say this. I would suggest to probably speak to your pastor, yeah. you know, and yeah. talk about those things. Uh, and there's a whole process. I mean, the Unbound is a ministry on its own that yes, has its yeah. own uh, processes and things. But I think if someone feels like they're just stuck in in a, in a rut, uh, in a particular despair, you know, like uh, Matt was saying, talk to your pastor about it because there's something that may have happened in your life that mm-hmm. that is holding you hostage. That's you know, there's a there's a spirit there that's. Uh, that's not, uh, it doesn't look like the movies. It no. doesn't look like someone who's, but, but, but someone who, and, and that, that is what the prayer of exorcism in baptism really, Does. really, the goal there. It's to, to cast out the spirit of evil from our lives to rescue us and to make sure that we're living in the splendor, the words say, yeah. of the kingdom uh, of light, right? So those are minor exorcisms, okay? Uh, those are, that's one form of exorcism. The other one is major 
exorcism. Now, a lot, I think, misunderstandings about the major Lots exorcism of, yeah. because people just say, how do I get an exorcism? Like, I think I need an exorcism. <laughs> or, you know, people will joke, oh, you know, my son needs an exorcism or whatever it might be, you know. And your, it, it's your not, printer's acting up. Exactly. And and I mean, this is serious stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, it's not sure. like laughing matters for, uh, for people because people, um, like in the scriptures, um, you know, are are possessed. So I would say, what's another word for possession? Like overcome, yeah. um, owned by, owned. Yeah, right. If you, um, I'm saying, if you if you possess something, yeah. you own it, and right. so that's another way of like the devil owns your soul, if you will. Yeah, and and a lot of people are like uh, a lot of people's. Uh, perception of exorcism is informed by you know these horror movies or kind yeah. of like the sensational <laughs> exactly. aspects of these movies but like one thing that they they do kind of get right is that at that point of possession that it's like the the individual who's possessed kind of loses their own personal agency and it's the agency of the you know the, the possessing party um that is controlling some of their actions their words their responses to now, I, I was told, too, one of the things, mm-hmm. now, so maybe you guys can correct me because this is something that I was told, but um, in possession, too, is, is so, like, does someone have to be worried about being possessed, you know, or or is it something, like, in, in my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, but um, that the person has to, like, a lot of times in possession cases, or most cases, the person's inviting the possession, uh, if that makes sense, or doing something to invite the possession, um, whether it be... Um, specifically saying any kind of words that would invite the possession or doing some actions that would invite that possession. Does that make sense? Is that always the case? Do we know or do we just not know? Yeah, I, I don't know if we can fairly say that it's always the case. Okay. Just yeah. I, I, don't, yeah, I don't know how, but we, don't how have we to, like, qualify that. But yeah. um, there's a there's a famous uh, exorcist in the States. Um, his name is Father Vincent Lampart, I think. Yeah. And he, said, he says something uh, along those lines that like we, we uh, can indulge these kind of... Um, minor influences or like we can give kind of a gateway into our attitude our behavior and these things can progressively take you know further and further hold on on our behavior and that those often whether or not it's always um are the path to actual actual possession yeah yeah Okay, so that, just so that the regular person not just scared that they're going to be walking down the street, yeah. boom, I'm possessed. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like that. <laughs> so yeah, because um, yeah. I think that, and that's and that's one of those things because they never, well, not all, never, I'm going to say, but in in the movies and stuff, it's never necessarily talked about. Necessarily, they don't go into detail about how they're possessed, just that they are possessed, yeah. and that they need some kind of, um, uh, some kind of healing. I guess would be the correct word. Now, there's there's a lot of stuff. So, like, this is something that a lot of the movie does do get wrong a lot of times too. Is that there's not necessarily. It's not like, oh, father, come over. My daughter's on the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's yeah, just, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. not it's not as simple as like, uh, boom, come over, say a little yeah. prayer, and we're like, done. Hey, father, how are you? Yeah. yeah? <laughs> hey, uh, would you mind coming over? <laughs> we have a bit of a uh, situation. We can't get her off the ceiling, and the sheet <laughs> is stuck up there. Yes. We're trying to do the bed. You know. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So obviously there is. A process for you know the church doesn't just administer the this exorcism like no. you know freely or or immediate even right um, so every diocese should have their own protocol for uh, for what happens when someone comes to them seeking an exorcism and let's remember that the bishop of the diocese is the chief exorcist in the diocese okay so he's a successor of the apostles mm-hmm. like you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier the apostles were given this authority. you know authority. So the bishop is always the chief exorcist. And then he assigns usually a priest uh, who will be who will be the exorcist of the diocese. You know? 
that priest has, uh, it, they look for certain qualities, you know, a course. holy priest. Uh, <laughs> so I never have to worry about that. And, uh, <laughs> and they, they, someone who uh, has really a, a real gift, a ministry to be able to do that, right? Yeah. It's, not, it's not fun to be able to, to come face to face with some of the with things the, that you yeah, see, right? Imagine. So every diocese should have a protocol. Uh, when someone requests um, an exorcism, but there are like assessments that take place. It's not just a father come over tonight because there's something wrong. Like there are assessments that take like thorough examinations of people that include like medical, psychological, psychiatric testing, right? Because we're trying uh, to really make it clear to determine whether someone is genuinely possessed. Yeah. Or maybe they're having some difficulties, like in the in the areas of mental health, or or maybe there's something else. You know, they've right. self-diagnosed them with this, uh, with 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 uh, possession. Uh, you know, there might be a psychosis uh, that's happening there. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of examinations yeah. to be had, or, or or medical explanations for kind of physical uh, physical ailments that people attribute to these. That um, a lot of times that the the process is is long, is much longer, right. and it can begin with you know somebody coming to their priest and saying. I think something's happening here. But exactly. then again, the, the priest would initiate that process. And a lot of times they bring into, you know, as in as consultants, you know, uh, um, uh, psychiatrists, me- medical professionals to, you know, remove the possibility of any other explanation yeah. because you don't, um, you don't offer, you know, a, a, an intense, serious exorcism just provisionally, just, you know, just in case, um, because that's, that's not really. I was reading, I was reading, I mean, two, two, two different things that when I was doing a little bit of research for this, and one of them was actually on this, on the States, uh, in the States, how like there, there, there are people that take exorcisms into their own hands. But when we talk about a major exorcism, that can only be done by at the hands of a priest, or like you said, like bishop, and he will only other de- designate it to a priest. Um, and so realizing that right away, that if if you're worried about an exorcism, you're not doing anything on your own, and that you're going to seek the advice of a priest and of the church, and so mm-hmm. going sure. from there. Um, but then the second one there is that the church then goes out and seeks the advice of the experts in those fields, like you kind of already said. And I was reading, the kind of a cool story was just about how a psychiatrist that was approached by the church just said, here, I want you to uh, interview this person and just tell us what you think. And again, the church always approached, a lot of times the church doesn't say, hey, we think this person's possessed. You know, like they approach it with, you are an expert. We want you to interview this person and give us your best thoughts here. And uh, the person wrote a whole, it was only in 2016, and he wrote a whole explanation encounter of he had with a specific person where he was trying to diagnose mental illness but then this person like it was starting to get outside of his own personal expertise realm uh in diagnosing as a as a psychiatrist and it 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 got to the point where this person knew things that isn't possible like outside the realm of possibility and that's when they came back to the priest that had recommended this person and said there's something else going on here. And so now this is a psychiatrist that actually deals with priests and exorcisms and everything else because he's had this knowledge and he he was converted because of this experience, right? Uh, which is kind of cool. But no, realizing that it's not like a priest just says, okay, well, like you see in the olden days, oh, this this woman's a witch. <laughs> she yes. floats like a duck. Yes, she, you know, exactly. whatever it is. Like, yeah. you know, so like, um, 
Yeah, like it, there's an actual process that comes along here, and it's it's weeding out all the other potential possibilities. Yeah, and we talked we talked earlier about um, like the, one one of the tactics of of the devil is to you know make people don't think that they exist. You know, and uh, uh, maybe a more uh, 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 if you read C.S. Lewis's Screw Tape Letters, yeah, that, that's, that's one, one of his. Thing. But like another thing is like you want people to get every idea but the right idea. Yes. So it's like people recognize obvious evil, people yeah. re- recognize direct evil. But like uh, one of one of those tactics might be to um, just kind of discredit uh, people's discussions about sure. the spiritual world. So just yeah. like mm, you yeah. get this kind of history or like that caricature of, yeah. you know, you know, uh, this is possessed because I don't like this outcome or yes. like yeah. there's a, a demon under every doily kind of thing that, or like things <laughs> that, um, you know, um, everything we attribute every negative circumstance in life to demonic possession or something like that it causes us to trivialize the spiritual realm it causes us to not take seriously when there are actual spiritual realities you know influencing influencing the world so what are some of the things that we do then so what are, what are some of the things that play out in exorcism i mean we talked about so they diagnose they diagnose them as possessed if you if they, for lack of a better term right yeah they've go through multiple different interviews there's yeah. a lot of research done to make sure so this is not like like we said, it's not come over, Father, for supper. Oh, can you exercise this person? <laughs> yeah. This is months, weeks, months, years, even sometimes of interviews and planning and and looking at what's going on. Yeah, and do you know that you don't have to be a Catholic to receive uh, like uh, yeah, Catholics, you... non-Catholic Christians, even people who are preparing to enter the Catholic Church, and even non-Christians if they can receive an exorcism. If they're well disposed, like if they believe, like the church has the answer to yeah. sort of to help me overcome this possession, they can also receive uh, an exorcism. Because remember, an exorcism is not a sacrament; yeah. it's a sacramental, right? Yeah. So uh, it's interesting you say that too, because one of the other things I read was like when it gets to a certain point, uh, there was a Christian um, that that it considers himself an exorcist, and they said when it gets to the point it's out of my league, I bring them to a Catholic priest. Right, <laughs> and, and it's a, like it was an interesting point that there was like they realized that their power over things or like in Christ only got mm. them so far, and then they would hand it over to like, and they're not Catholic, but they recognize the power of a Catholic priest. Yeah, so it was kind of cool that, that I just went. I was like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Another oh. thing, unlike the movies, uh, an exorcism, an exorcism should take place in an oratory mm. or a, a church or yeah. somewhere where Sacred God's ground. presence is, uh, is, there. Is, is established, right? Uh, and be accompanied by the sacraments. And accompanied by the sacraments. Yeah, that's, that's a major part of it, again, that the, the movies don't really show, but like the preparing um, an individual for, uh, for exorcism. Like if, if, if these are the tools that are available to us, these are the strongest tools that we have. And a yeah. lot of people think about exorcism um, in terms of, you know, get this thing out. Yeah. Yes. Rather than, but like, what are you, what are you putting back in? What That's are you right. placing? What like that if, um, you know, exorcism is an opportunity for, you know, God to show his glory to like, um, there's, there's a, a necessary restoration that needs to happen there as well. And, you know, the sacraments provide the key to that. So true. Um, yeah, so what, what does an exorcism look like? That's, That's probably what, what people... Is it splashing holy water with a cross? <laughs> Speaking in Latin? I mean, those are those... That's what... When I when I think of it, that's what I think of, right? Yeah. Cross in one... A crucifix, specifically. Crucifix, yeah. which is, again, again, 
all the symbols that we have for fighting demons are always Catholic, right? No, it's not a cross. It's a crucifix and then holy water, right? And that's right. and that and those are the things. Now, whether that's exactly true or not, that's another question. So here's what the Catechism of the Catholic Church says about uh, exorcisms, okay? It says the solemn exorcism called a major exorcism. So remember we talked about the difference between a minor and a major exorcism can be performed only by a priest and with the permission of the bishop, yeah, okay? okay? The priest must proceed with prudence, strictly observing the rules established by the church. <laughs> Exorcism is directed at the expulsion of demons or, like Matt said, to the liberation from demonic possession through the spiritual authority which Jesus entrusted to his church. Illness, especially psychological illness, is a very different matter. Treating this is the concern of medical science. Therefore, before an exorcism is performed, it is important to ascertain that one is dealing with the presence of the evil one and not an illness. Okay? That's good, yeah. So that's all happened before anything has taken place. Remember we said that could take that could take weeks. Time. It could yeah, take, yeah. take months. months. It could take a year, you know. Uh, it's not just a sort of a quick fix. So, you know, a, a quick Google search can can bring you up the the right of exorcism, right? Yeah, so the, very important that people know not to fool around with this stuff. Yeah. Like no. that this this is a this is a solemn uh, exorcism uh, ritual that is used by the by the authority of the church because Jesus uh, gave the church authority to, to do it, and it's not something to be played with or uh, mm-hmm. you know. So, a, a, the ritual of exorcism should be um, performed or exorcised by a priest with his bishop's uh, permission. Okay, so basically, the priest, uh, yep, he has his uh, surplus on. They they say to put a surplus with a uh, purple stole. And if there's anyone else over, you know, he makes the sign of the cross over the person retur- uh, um, receiving the exorcism, and he sprinkles holy water, like you said. Okay, so yeah, yeah, some, some pieces with, there. With holy yeah. water. And then the ritual of exorcism is is a lot of you can imagine serious prayer, right? Yeah. So there's litany of the saints. You know, very beautiful that the litany of the saints is used in the liturgical tradition uh, before anything major, yeah. right? Yeah. Like in baptism, someone's yeah. coming into the new life of the church. Right there's the litany of the saints uh, in an ordination when when priests, deacons, uh, bishops are ordained. There's the litany of the saints we, when we, the we Easter just, vigil. Yeah, you yeah. know the new day, the biggest, the highest celebration of the liturgy. There's the litany of the saints. We rem- we remember the victories. If does that make exactly. sense? Exactly. O- over we're, we're, sin. Over. Yeah, we're calling on the communion of saints. We're yeah. We're asking for as much help here, here yeah, as possible. Yeah. Right. So a big part of the of the ritual is uh, the litany of the saints. Right. And uh, then there are some prayers, right? And and the ritual is available in English. Okay, it doesn't right? have to be done in Latin. Well, <laughs> I, I don't think it's anywhere that it has to be done in oh, Latin. I thought, right? I thought it had to be done. Again, but, remember, I'm not a tra- trained yeah, exorcist, yeah. <laughs> right? So stop uh, calling me for exorcisms, right? <laughs> uh, then there are prayers from the, there are readings from the scriptures, psalms, um, there's more prayers that the, uh, the I know there's a, a reading from the Gospel of John. Yeah. Uh, then the priest addresses the spirits themselves, mm-hmm. right to to cast to cast them out. It's pretty serious stuff. There's more readings after that from the other gospels, from from uh, Mark and, and Luke, and it just continues. I, I, if you ask me how long an exorcism is, I don't know. 
Well, how long does it take? I don't <laughs> know. You know like, that's, that's what I was going to say. And just, just something really quickly to point out that uh, within this kind of major exorcism model, um, the, the priest addresses, you know, the demonic force directly. Directly. Um, whereas it, when you're talking about prayers of deliverance, yes. um, you know, the, the, um, the rule of the, the church minor, is that yeah. you, you don't. Like yes. that you're not you're not asking a demon to leave. You're asking God. You're asking you know you're yes. claiming um, the power of Jesus to over um, something to to work yeah. um, directly. That you're you're not because again you you could you could get yourself into some trouble into a fight that you're 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 not <laughs> equipped. You're not to equipped for yeah. And you know that's another um, and the the right ends with uh, more prayers and, and then a prayer to Our Lady, the Blessed Mother, as mm-hmm. well. Uh, and then there's prayers of deliverance. But this, this is a really good point that you brought up because, um, you know, you were saying before, Josh, that uh, people don't really believe in the, the power yeah. of Satan and all that stuff. It's really uh, dangerous to involve mm. yourself in anything that can open the doors yeah. uh, to uh, Satan, to the devil, to the evil one. Uh, moving in and creating a home here. Yeah. You know, people play with Ouija boards. Yeah. Uh, people do dark things and, <laughs> you know, even... A persistent uh, life of mortal sin yeah. can be enough to uh, to invite that uh, evil uh, into your life. I was going to say seances, seances or whatever, like all, all that, kind that of stuff. evil stuff. You know, people like to go to uh, fortune tellers and yeah. um, uh, it's the practice of the occult. I mean, all that kind of those, is are, the those sp- are easy, obvious, open doors. There. Yeah, that's why we say don't. You know, Don't. like that, that's, that's a bad area to get yourself involved in. Yeah. yeah. And like if you watch the movies that show exorcisms and you're scared, you should be. <laughs> like <laughs> you should be. You should be scared it, because. It is a very real thing. It's a real thing. And I think we don't, um, we don't pay attention to that as much as we should anymore. That, that uh, you know, today we're very, it's very sensitive to say, but the, the catechism says, you know, we're, we're making sure these aren't illnesses in people yeah. before yes. we perform exorcisms. But at the same time, I think sometimes we chalk everything up to illnesses when yeah, there's well, a spiritual problem. Yes. I agree. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so I think we have to be very careful about that. I think we have to identify illnesses, absolutely, but also be people who are prudent to identify spiritual illness. Because I think people say... Well, there's other ways to deal with certain matters that should be dealt with through prayer, yeah. through deliverance, yeah. prayer and fasting, minor exorcisms, yeah. major exorcisms. Unfortunately, if it ever came uh, to that to the point where someone needed a, a major exorcism, right? So I, I don't think it's fair just to toss that I, that idea out. Yeah, you know, I think I think I think at the same time, the other thing that I'm going to say is, as we're talking on this topic, I know like the heebie-jeebies come out. Uh, if you're feeling scared and stuff, you have to remember two things. First of all, if you were baptized, you know, like, and we, God's stronger. And so we don't have to worry about this thing. I mean, it's something that we have to be uh, uh, aware of. It's something that we should recognize. It's mm-hmm. something that we need to, I'm not going to say learn about in, in an experienced way, but like read about and, and understand that the priests, another priest, even the saints that have dealt with this in the past or even in the gospels, how that was been dealt with, understand that it is a part of our world. That's there right. is spiritual, a spiritual world that, we don't see that is a very real thing. And the church recognizes that. Um, and even like even doctors and psychiatrists and stuff have recognized that, you know. However, understanding as well, if you are baptized and you're claimed for him, then 
you ha- like when you whenever you feel scared, we have prayers of the church that uh, first of all, whether it would be deliverance or just a simple Hail Mary, yeah. reminding the power that Mary's yes gave to the world, which you know what I mean, like just the Mary, the first Christian, said yes to Jesus, um, and 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 so just repeating the scriptural verses of the Rosary, yeah. um, just that in itself, or the Saint Michael prayer, um, yes. the, like those, yeah. those One little of my things, yeah, yeah, but yeah, for sure, and we're praying it after our Mass. Yeah. I mean, that's great. Uh, but that those are those are those are very simple, easy prayers that we have. Yeah. Uh, one of the Bible verses that my mom used to make me, you know, recite all the time when I was scared in bed or whatever else was, "Perfect love casts out all fear." Yeah. And so I would be under bed, "Perfect love casts out all fear." Perfect love casts out all fear. You know, you know. But as as a little kid, also realizing now that no, perfect love meaning Jesus and you love me so much that it casts out the opposite of that, which or the fear. You know, so you have no power over me, Satan. I'm his. Exactly. You know what I mean? I'm, I am Jesus's. I am. And I, I, sorry, just to add on to yeah. that, what, what you said, like, we need to approach this soberly. Like, we need to. Yes, absolutely. Well, we can approach this with confidence. Like, there is the tendency and the possibility to err on either side that, you know, yes. one, in, on one sense, you, like, ignore spiritual realities entirely. Yeah. Or on the other hand, Jump you, you into attribute it. Yeah. Um, to, you know. Everything uh, is uh, spiritual. A situation, yeah, yeah. That, that there's a spiritual cause. Um what you're saying is like uh, there's there's this idea or like an idea that's portrayed in fiction that it's like you know this this is the battleground between good and evil and then you know we'll we'll see how it plays out yeah. in the end but it's like but no we're no. we're claiming a victory that's already been won that's right that exactly. it's you know uh, even if if this discussion leads people to be kind of fearful that it's like this is this we're not kind of waiting to see how this ends that we like, know that and and even even the the process of exorcism is appealing to you know a victory that's already been won that yeah. you know um that and and you know a response to fear could be you know giving into a spirit of fearfulness or something and and that's something that you can you can renounce you can renounce that spirit and you know um have confidence in 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 that victory amen yeah. to that and uh, you know it's very important too i would say for people um to keep crucifixes on their in their home uh you know to remind ourselves that we belong to jesus to look at them maybe by your bed or whatever and holy water yeah your parish always has holy water available uh in a tank usually somewhere take some home sprinkle it around your house if you've not had your house blessed by a priest have it blessed yeah you know i think these are beautiful things to help us and they remind us that god conquers all things god conquers all evil god conquers all of our fears uh, you know, there's nothing that God can't uh, conquer, and it's right from the the right. I love, I love uh, <laughs> the exorcism we all received at baptism. We're going to end with that today because we're out of time. But here's the words that we had at baptism when we received our exorcism. It says, "Almighty and ever living God, you sent your only Son into the world to cast out the power of Satan, spirit of evil, to rescue us from the kingdom of darkness, and bring us to the splendor of your kingdom of light." We pray for. You know, this person, Josh, set them free from original (laughs) sin, make them a temple of your glory and send your Holy Spirit to dwell within them. Take it out, refill it in. (laughs) Dwells within us, not anything else. That's all the time we have today. Uh, So remember, the Holy Spirit dwells within us. And you can send us a message at the Catholic Buzz podcast at gmail.com or you can leave your comments right on our YouTube channel or Facebook and Instagram. For Josh Sullivan and Matt Van Milligan, my name is Father Daniele. We'll see you next time on The Catholic Buzz.